we're recording. All right. Well, welcome to our very first podcast. Um, My name is Mrs. Brunchen. I'm the um, coordinator for our Teen Library Council at BHS. And since we can't do our library con this year due to remote learning and um, just the whole pandemic, we decided to try something a little different and we're going to do a podcast. So we decided that because we're so close to Halloween that we're going to kind of um, gear at uh, looking at um, creepy, scary thrillers, anything that kind of fits in with the whole Halloween themes. And um, I guess I'll kick it off. Um, My very first title actually is not even a book. Uh, I know, right? Um, I actually, this is... um, this is one that just sucked me in. It is definitely more of a thriller. It is called The Haunting of Hill House, and it was a Netflix series. Um, definitely geared more towards um, junior seniors on up. I mean, there are. It's definitely a, an adult show. There is swearing. There are um, other things involved um, besides just the whole paranormal and uh, creepy factor. So uh, keep that in mind if you decide to look that one up. But it takes in um, the idea of watching siblings that had moved into a house and the effect that it had on them um, as they went into their adulthood. Um, They lost their mom and uh, how this all kind of comes into play. And it kind of creates, it's almost like a full circle um, by the time we get to the end of the series and they end up back at the house. And I'm not going to say too much more besides the fact that it really, it, there were moments that it made me jump. <laughs> so, which is good. Um, do we want to introduce ourselves? I think so. So if you're going to talk, go ahead, introduce yourself. I mean, who wants to go next? Anybody got one more? I'll, I'll go ahead and uh, introduce myself. I don't really have a topic, but if I have a topic, yeah. I'll save it for later. So I'll go ahead and introduce myself. My name's Ryan. I'm one of the students. I'm a senior currently. And um, I know I guess a little fun fact about me is I have perfect pitch, meaning that I can relatively hear a sound without having any reference points. So I can immediately recognize what that sound is. So. Nice. So cool. That is so uh, cool. I guess I can go next. Okay. Um, my name is Leanna. I am a senior uh, currently going to Rock Valley for the Running Start program. But I still like to try and keep up with the club and everything. Um, I don't I don't know if I have anything specific. I didn't have any fun facts prepared. <laughs> um, it's okay. I play a lot of D&D. I actually, uh, I plan to record um, my campaign that I'm running and post it on YouTube eventually. So that's fun. Okay, who's going to go next? Did you introduce yourself? I think I did. I'm Mrs. Brunchen. Yeah, I did. (laughs) I didn't do a fun fact. I just jumped right into my my thing here, but... Fun oh, fact. I can go, go next ahead. if no one else will. <laughs> Hello, I am Phoenix. Uh, I, I have a book that is literally 101 Chilling Tales that was compiled by Siphon. And it's basically just a book filled with a lot of like horror stories. And uh, I'm a sophomore 
right now. And I guess fun fact, uh, I want to go into psychology. <laughs> I don't know. That's good. That's awesome. Psychology majors all over the place yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. Um, hi, I'm Elizabeth. Um, I am a senior currently at BHS. Uh, a fun fact about me, um, I want to become a writer as a side job. That's I'm, I'm really interested in writing short stories and long stories. And um, I don't have any book titles, but I do have Hispanic and Latinx um, scary legends that are like famous in my family and in, um, well, just famous in my culture, I guess. Cool. I'm. I can't wait to hear them. That'll be awesome. Hey. Rock paper scissors. Do you introduce themselves first? <laughs> I'm right still now. looking at frozen edges, so I don't know how that's gonna work out. Too bad. I'll tell you what I got. Okay. I mean, we can always fact check you. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, countdown then. Go for it. Rock paper scissors shoot. <laughs> Did we both uh, go scissors? Yes. I don't know. I can't see. Yes, you both went scissors. I also went scissors. Hey. All right, again. Okay, rock, rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Hold your hand up higher, William. Yeah, hold it up higher it so we can see again, it. again, it looks like. So, nope. Uh, Will got it. Yeah, Will got it. One, what does this mean? Do I go last or? You're going first. Go last. Or if you want to go before me. Nah, I'm going last. <laughs> Sit there and drink your Dr. Pepper. Wait, exactly. that's cheating. <laughs> I'm Travis. I don't have books. Well, I kind of do. There was a series called The Diviners. It, it talks about ghosts. I do have movies. If you, it's The Conjuring and Conjuring 2. Yeah. Haven't heard of them. You live under a rock. <laughs> What's your grade? I'm a sophomore. I'm the same as you. I think it's all sophomores and seniors here. Yeah. Yeah. Fun fact about me. Uh, I have heterochromia. Woo. Wait, what? I have heterochromia. It means my eyes are two different colors. <gasps> Ooh. I did not know that. I didn't either. That's pretty cool. Not even that big of a difference. One's blue, one's green. Hmm. Nice. Let's go. Uh, well, uh, I believe I'm also a sophomore. Uh, I don't really have anything. I'm just going to, maybe if something pops into my head, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't have any facts. I barely read. That's all I have to say. But, Will, I will, I'm going to throw this in. You are a huge, or you have been a huge D&D fan and player, correct? Yeah. So the one thing that I've, I've learned a lot <clears throat> I'm not a D&D player. I've done it once with y'all. Um, but the one thing I have learned a lot is that with D&D, it is still storytelling. It's just a different format. Yeah, it's, so a lot of people think of D&D as players versus the dungeon master or the game master. Uh, it really, what it's supposed to be is a collaborative storytelling experience. Yes. And hopefully at some point we can do a one shot in this podcast. Hope so. That'd be kind of cool. I would not mind running that. I've heard stories about it, but I've never actually seen or played D&D. 
Ooh, that'll be fun. Well, that will have way too many stories from D&D. Seriously? <laughs> and it's, mine are all mostly from the same campaign because we just did a bunch of dumb stuff. I have like three or four campaigns going on right now. So. Me and Will's party name was The Bonk Squad. I was playing <laughs> as a terrorist. You made bombs. That don't that don't sound very welcoming. We currently have a, my game is the Agents of Chaos. <laughs> so for our listeners, if we have any at this point, you're going to realize one thing about this group. We we have a tendency to get sidetracked very very easily, <laughs> and our conversations kind of flow back and forth. I'm I'm going to go ahead and get us back on track. And the first book I'm going to introduce is called And Then There Were Four. If any of you are familiar with Agatha Christie's um, And Then There Were None story, it is a very similar um, storyline. So um, I've read this. It's been a while, so I'm going to go ahead and read the synopsis for you. It says, um, this is by Nancy Whirlin, And Then There Were Four. When a building collapses around five teenagers and they just barely escape, they know something strange is going on. Little by little, the group pieces together a theory. Their parents are working together to kill them. Is it true? And if so, how did their parents come together and why? And most importantly, how can the five of them work together to save themselves? And within this, our five characters are all very different. Um, they're not the kids that would normally hang out together, very different social groups. And yet now they're having to come together um, basically if they want to live. And so that is called, and then there were four. Um, a couple years ago, I also read um, a book called 10 by Gretchen McNeil. And this one is a little, probably, to me, this was a little bit more on the creepy side. And this one probably is more like um, the Agatha Christie. Um, on this one, it was supposed to be a weekend of their lives, an exclusive house party on Henry Island. Best friends, Meg and Minnie, are looking forward to two days of boys, booze, so definitely older students if we're talking about alcohol, and fun-filled luxury. But what starts out as fun turns twisted after a discovery of a DVD with a sinister message. Vengeance is mine. And things only get worse from there. With a storm raging outside, the teens are cut off from the outside world. So when a mysterious killer begins picking them off one by one, there's no escape. As the deaths become more violent and the teens turn on one another, can Meg find the killer before me more people die? Or is the killer closer to her than she could ever imagine? So this is definitely a story that, um, you know, keep in mind that there is alcohol in, um, involved in this particular story. There's the killings that go on. So um, really uh, definitely high school and above on this one. Yeah, I think the the uh, serial killer aspect is a bit more important than the alcohol aspect, personally. Yeah, but, but it is a, I mean, but, it is a, you know, it's that concept of, um, you know, kind of that scary, creepy thriller uh, mystery, not knowing who the killer is. And it does keep you going until the end. I will say that. Yeah, I don't really have much in way of books themselves, but I know a lot about uh, different cases that have been left unsolved. Uh, I know that there's a bunch of different places for like hauntings and things. Okay. So, and um, Elizabeth, do you want to talk about anything yet? Or are you still kind of writing stuff down? No, uh, I can start. I was just finishing my thoughts for, for the stories. 
Do you want me to just pick one or do you want me to like speak of like all three of them? You can do all three, but we can't hear you very well. I mean, I can hear her fine. I can, it's just quiet. Just yell all of your things. So either that or just move mo closer to your mic, that's all. Can you hear me now? <laughs> oh, you're, you're, you're quieter for me. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, I'll just like, because my phone didn't want to work. And my headphones, they don't um, have a um, jack to it. So I connect to my Chromebook. And yeah, it's just all over the place. I'm sorry about it's a, that. It's quite all right. Go ahead with your first one, Elizabeth. Okay, so we're, I'm going to go with the most famous um, Hispanic story. It actually comes from Mexico City or around that area. And it's La Llorona, or in English, The Crying Woman. And um, this is a really popular story. And it has been part of the Conjuring series. Um, that's been happening so far. So it's about a woman dressed in a white long, white long dress and she has a ghostly appearance to herself. She wanders the streets and cities, usually near a pool of water or when it's a rainy day. And, all, and if you hear her, if you hear her cries, which is mis hijos, mis hijos, listen mis hijos, which translates to my children, my children, what have they become of them? You should run, go somewhere where there's any holy water or somewhere um, safe, because if she catches you, she will drown you like she did to her children. And her story is that she had a husband, a beautiful husband, and she had two children, two children with him. Um, the husband left her for someone more beautiful, uh, more wealthier, etc., and this caused her to go a bit insane. So her revenge um, for her husband was to drown her two children. But once she finished, she regretted what she has done and she is asked um, to be forgiven. However, her new punishment is to roam the earth in looking for her children that she has drowned. So you will capture anyone, mostly um, children or teens that are out in the rain or near the water or pulls the water and will yell, mis hijos, mis hijos. She will try to trap you and then she will drown you in the water. Oh, that is creepy. That was a good, that's a good one though. I've heard some, I've heard some yeah, serious stories about that one. I drowned many years ago. Oh, hey, look, there's a kid that's not my kid. So I'm going to drown him. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, most, most of the stories I found are actually about powerful, scary women. And it gives you another re reason to not make a Hispanic or Latinx woman mad. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the next one is called um, La Sayon. Um, I like her story more because like more feminist power, girl power, <laughs> but she does murder people. So this legend comes from Venezuela. And she has appeared in a long white dress like La Llorona. However, instead of going for innocent children, she goes for cheating men or boyfriends that are cheating on their lovers. Um, um, so her backstory is that 
she killed her own mother and husband when she found out that they were both having an affair. So now to roam the earth, her punishment is to find cheating men or lovers and to, to kill them for their um, sins, for them going with other people. So she can transform herself to any person, be more attractive, to be more of their type for her victims. And they will pick her up on the side of the road and she will um, just kill them for cheating on their wife, girlfriend, etc. So it's like really of a karma thing. Yeah, definitely. She doesn't want other people. The concept, the concept of how she like traps her victims sounds like something that's really common. Like, because you see it in stuff like Succubi and Incubi as well, get that same type of trap mm -hmm. the victims in. Of course, she has different reasonings for it, but Ryan, you said something, but I didn't. I didn't hear you. What did you say? That story was very well written. Yes, I very much agree on that one. I did. I did like the story. I did like how it came out. It's really well written. Um, right. You got a third one, Elizabeth. Yeah, the last one, and then I'll just talk about like some other ones that just didn't come to the cut. <laughs> <laughs> And this is, comes from the um, Dominican Republic legend. And this talks about savage women that live in the shadows of the Dominican forest. Um, they are seen to have dark skin, um, big brown eyes, um, skinny legs, um, and long, silky hair. They don't wear any clothing because their hair usually covers everything as their clothing. And they go for innocent men, innocent children that come into their forest and kills them. Um, one thing that is really recognizable for these women is that their legs are backwards. So if you're facing forward, their feet will be facing behind them. I'm like actually really terrified now. That's creepy. <laughs> it is creepy. Any idea why that is, Elizabeth? Um, no, not that I read about. Um, they just have them like that. Okay. Interesting. Um, some, some honorable mentions. Um, <laughs> my favorite and every um, Hispanic or Latin ex-mother's favorite is El Cucuy. And you can compare Cucuy to the boogeyman. Okay. Um, mom uses as a fear punishment <laughs> saying, oh, if you don't act well, El Cucuy is going to come and get you in the night. I've also and heard that... Sorry. Oh, it's okay. I've also heard that La Llorona is used uh, as a scare tactic. scare tactic for kids. Yeah, our moms like to scare us to death. <laughs> but, um, even when I was younger, my mom was in me a lullaby, and El Cucuy was part of the lullaby. Hmm. Um, about how go to sleep, go to sleep, or the boogeyman's gonna get you. And for a child... <laughs> You would go to sleep right away. <laughs> uh, or not. I'm not sure. That would might keep me awake. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, another one, the last one that I um that's very famous, 
is the chubacabra. Chubacabra. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I love that. Yes. Blood sucker, blood sucker. Yeah, that is also famous in Mexico City. And there's so much more legends, but I think these were like the top famous ones that bring more people interested into. Actually, I have a question for you. Have you watched the La Llorona movie for The Conjuring? Oh, God, no. No, no, no. <laughs> Was it that bad? Because I was going to ask if you had, what was your opinion on it? It's bloody awful. I saw, I've heard it's really bad. I saw the previews and was like, La Llorona is way worse in the legends than what they've displayed her in the movie. And I wish they could have done a better job. But, like, I don't really like horror movies or paranormal activity movies. So I usually just stick with the legends and don't watch, like, any, like, documentaries or any movies about them. They didn't even get anyone Latino, which is like the worst part. Yeah. Also, you guys got scare tactics. You wanna know what I would get from my mom? She would be, she would be like, "Si no te bañas o no te duermes, te voy a dar unos cachetadas y no vas." I swear, I would get it. I didn't get scare tactics. I would get beat. I mean, every we all got those tactics. Like most people have. Yeah. And Latinx mothers. I never got. I never was uh I never had the scare tactic. I would I would get the uh I would get the old either well she didn't like ruining her sandals, so I didn't really get the chunk that too much. But what she would do was which she'd get the um what's it called? Belt. That too, that was a very famous one. The wooden spoon. Wooden spoon. Maybe we should uh, tell Alex that we're recording. Oh, right. That's a thing. My mom is the nicest person on the planet. <laughs> uh, no oh, isn't that the thing, Miss B and our listeners, that we have any? Mexican or Hispanic and Latinx children are so behaved because our parents are so strict with us. And there's some times where we get hit, but it's barely nothing. It's just to prove our lesson. And then we yeah. won't do it again. And it's yeah. going to be like I, just I have to I have some statements time. about that, but that's not for today. <laughs> not for today. <laughs> I have spooky stuff now because I looked it up. Ooh. Alex, I, introduce I, yourself. Uh, my name is Alex Alache, the Alex Alache, if you didn't know. Uh, what, what's your grade? Uh, my grade, I am a sophomore, so 10th grade. And what else? A fun fact. A fun fact? Uh... Oh, I have one. I have Martine here, my very own shark. Aww. There we go. That's a podcast they can't see. I have a shark here, an Ikea shark. Uh, His name is Martine. That's it. I know. But yeah, no, I I can list, like, I I just went through a bunch of motivation stuff in my psychology class, and I can list about 15 different reasons how uh, hitting hitting a kid is not super effective. Oh, it's effective in Hispanic and Latinx culture. It really is. What was your fun fact, huh, Will? I have never read a book in my life. What was it? Back on track. All right. Uh, Travis, did you say you had something? Yes. Well, actually, I have two things, but I only have one pulled up right now. Okay. This is the tale of the Native American beast called the Wendigo. 
The Wendigo is a mythical creature or evil spirit from the folklore of the First Nations Algonquin tribes faced in the northern forests of Nova Scotia, the east coast of Canada, and the Great Lakes region of Canada and Wisconsin, United States. The Wendigo is depicted as a monstrous, malevolent spirit with some characteristics of a human or as a spirit who has possessed a human being and turned them into a Wendigo. Its influence is said to invoke acts of murder, insatiable greed, cannibalism, and the culture cultural taboos against such behavior there's a drawing but this is a podcast you can't see it <laughs> it's green a legendary creature subgrouping is algonquin its region is canada and the united states it actually sounds creature... oh, sorry sorry travis go ahead the creature lends its name to the controversial controversial modern medical term wendigo psychosis described as described by psychiatrists as a culture bound syndrome with symptoms such as an intense craving for human flesh and fear of becoming a cannibal. In some indigenous communities, environmental destruction and insatiable greed are also seen as a manifestation of Wendigo psychosis. And fun fact, I think I've actually had an encounter with one. What? Do tell, do tell. Okay, so this was like a few years back. I'm laying in bed, my bed's, well, my Chromebook's on my bed right now. And there's a window right next to where I have where like my head is and I'm looking out there one night because it's what I do when I can't sleep I just sort of stare out the window and I was like I lay back down and I look back out again and something super tall and super thin just darts down the street hmm. and it it didn't look like any kind of bicyclist car person it was way too tall and way too thin and it wasn't even windy so it wasn't like a stick or paper in the road Ooh, were you a little creeped out? Oh, yeah. I went to sleep and forgot it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Fair. Um, yeah, that's interesting. No. I, I haven't heard of any, like, I, this is, like, one of the first times I've heard of anyone I've actually, like, known specifically having a pretty decent ghost encounter. I mean, my house my is haunted. Friend. This door to my room opened by itself I mean, months ago. I mean, my house could very well be haunted, too. But... <laughs> Me and my me and my me and my stepsister swear it. And now to the second one. Okay, you got a second one. This is the story of the Goat Man. Yes. The Goat Man, popularly said to be in Maryland, is a legendary half goat, half man creature that has the head of and hindquarters of a goat and the body of a human. According to urban legend, the goat man is an axe-wielding half-animal, half-man creature that was once a scientist who worked in the Beltsville Agricultural Research Center. The tale holds that he was experimenting on goats until one experiment backfired and he was mutated, becoming goat-like himself. Then began attacking cars with an axe, roaming the back roads of Beltsville, Maryland. A variation of the legend tells of the goat man is an old hermit who lives in the woods seen walking alone at night along Fletcher Town Road. I actually heard a, my, my this, the tale of the goat man that I heard about was actually different than this one. Uh, the one I heard about was him and, and he inhabited like a bridge, uh, is protecting it, and he's just he was a demon as opposed to any regular other type of cryptid. Old Colton Bridge in Texas. Yeah. According to the University of Maryland folklorist Barry Pearson, the goat man legends began long, long, long ago were further popularized in 1971 when the death of a dog was blamed on the goat man by local residents. Pearson says bored teenagers keep the goat man legend alive by repeating the story and suggesting that the creature attacks couples frequent 
frequenting the local lover's lane, sequentially stirring interest in sites like Fletchertown Road. Oh boy, <laughs> one of those type of things. I see. And I'll see if I can pull something up on that bridge. Um, well, we could always take a turn and switch a little bit from cryptid to slasher. We could. If we want to. I was, we could save that for next time. That's debatable. Well, I was going to... Travis, your first story reminded me a lot of, um, like, the Skinwalker, which is a Navajo um, legend. So right away, that's kind of what it made me think of. But it's interesting because the Navajo, Navajo obviously would be on the opposite side of the country. So it would kind of make sense that those legends would be similar, um, but yet a little different, too. So and then just... They're similar, but they're entirely different in some ways. Like skinwalkers will straight up walk up to you as like some animal and then tear you apart. But like Wendigos, they just hide in forests and will eventually tear you apart if they want. Hmm. Okay. Wasn't the Wendigo also part of a, a pet cemetery? Yes. I just know of it as a part of a really bad horror game. Oh. <laughs> Until dawn was all right. Not the best. Okay. All right. Well, we are coming up on our half hour, and I think I'm we're going to try and wrap it up. Um, but we will definitely be doing some more podcasts. I don't know. Did you guys have a good time today? I had a good time. Yeah. Uh, next time, uh, next time maybe we should go into the uh, slasher section since we went into a lot of the ghosty stuff today. We could. We could definitely move in a different direction, and I would be okay with that. Um, well, but, I mean, there's still at least one more week in Halloween. That so, is very, very yeah. true. It's very I true. I thought I had calls. <laughs> <laughs> Before we close, I actually do have a bit of a spooky story myself. Oh, good. Let's hear it. So, this one actually took place 